Last week I mentioned that a Chinese property company called Evergrande, who I don't think they're so grand at the moment because they could be about to default on $300 billion worth of debt. And what I'm asking today is could this spark the next Asian financial crisis or even the next worldwide recession? The huge property company Evergrande is repaying investors in, in property instead of cash this week. And it's the world's most indebted real estate developer and you know, it faces a, a crunch this week while investors are fearing that they will default on their loans. Now you might say, well, what's that got to do with me? It's in China. Well, you know, major banks have already been informed that they will not receive interest payments on loans. And these include Western banks. And there's a further interest payment of 84 million due on its bonds. And th these would include Western investors and hedge funds. As, as well if, if they, they could lose money. So it's not just companies in China or people in China. The company shares dropped more than 10% today and down 90% on 52-week high. Uh, so it's, it's quite serious. It's a multi-billion dollar business uh, and, and it has big problems. Uh, and, and I think it, it's part of China's wider economy as well. And th this would have an effect on Western economies. There's no doubt about it that if Evergrande go down, uh, then it, it's it's going to take other casualties with it uh, as well. Um, it's it's a multi-billion dollar business. As I said, it grew into to one of China's biggest companies, but it's borrowed a massive $300 billion, and that, that's US dollars. And what's happened in the last year, that the Beijing government has recently brought in uh, new laws to control the amount of debt owed by these big companies, because it can see a potential crisis looming. And this has led to Evergrande offering properties at discounts. They've been selling off stock uh, to, to keep the cash coming in, but it's still struggling to keep up debt repayments. So, you know, there's obviously a big problem there. And this has led to the, the share tumble in, in, the, in the, the price tumble in their shares. And, you know, bonds have been downgraded to sort of junk levels by credit rating agencies. This is a company formed by uh, a businessman, Hugh Carr Yan, sorry about the pronunciation, uh, formerly known as the Hen Henger Group, formed in 1996. He is apparently worth uh, $10.6 billion, according to Forbes, but I think they might be revising that figure right now. And it, encourage, it encompasses a lot of other businesses, just not just real estate developers, but it includes uh, wealth management. Um, I haven't managed your own wealth very well, but... Uh, electric cars, food and drink manufacturing, and he even owns the country's largest uh, football company, and he's building their football stadium, I believe, Guangzhou FC. And, you know, too much de diversification can lead to stretching management, lack of expertise. So maybe they've been taking their eye off the ball here. So how would it affect the world if it, if it um, collapses? Well, first of all, thousands of Chinese investors have been riding the, the, the wave of the property boom and have bought uh, properties from them off plan. This is usually the highest risk because, yeah, you can you can get a property off plan. And they say, right, we're building it. And, you know, the hope is that when it's built, it will be worth more than you've paid for it off plan. And you can sort of sell on the contract. So a lot of people do this here. They buy new developments. They put down a small deposit. Maybe later on they put down a 10% deposit. And then the hope is that they can speculate on the rise in price so that when it completes in a couple of years time, two or three years, 
that that property will be worth more than they've paid for it and they can sell it on to another investor at a profit and then they're out. And, and sometimes this works in a booming market. It's quite an easy way of making money. I've seen it in London. I've seen it in Manila and it's happened in, in China. And China's got into this mode of uh, a property investment craze that they're not too keen on shares, but property they see as a great investment along with gold. And, uh, you know, this this has been happening over the last few years and, and property has been going up all over China. So they've been buying off plan before the works even began. They've paid deposits and they could potentially lose all their deposit if the company goes bust. And companies that do business with Evergrande also stand to lose, you know, millions, hundreds of millions, even billions if the company fails to pay outstanding invoices. Firms including construction firms and design firms, material suppliers are all at risk of suffering major losses, which could force them into bankruptcy. So if a big company goes down, the suppliers can get, can go down with it. It's, it's happened here before where a large company goes down. Lots of small suppliers don't get paid. They can't pay their bills and they, they go into bankruptcy. So it has this knock-on ripple effect right down the supply chain. And there are already rumours that hundreds of unfinished projects are, are sitting around as, as unpaid construction firms have uh, just down tools. And you, you can't blame them. If they're not getting paid, they can't pay their, their men on site, men and women on site. And they, they just walk off the job. And this this um, the more worrying aspect is, is the is is not only on, on this part of China's economy, but the wider economy. Um, some analysts are saying that the, the financial fallout would be far reaching as Evergrande's reporting reportedly owes around uh, money to 171 banks and 121 financial firms. I mean. I don't know how they, they managed to get hold of money from 171 banks and 120 other other financial firms. This is according to Economic Intelligence Units, EIU, uh, who told this to the BBC. So it, it has a big, wide effect on, on, on China and, you know, Western banks. So if it defaults, maybe other lenders may even go into bankruptcy themselves or be forced to pull in their reins and, and lend less money to other businesses. You know, because that, that kind of money is, is not just going to sort of disappear, disappear without having some effect. And this could lead to a 1997 Asian-style financial crisis or, or a 2008-style credit crunch when companies struggle to borrow money at affordable rates. And th then this, this leads to a collapse of financial major, major financial institutions like Bear Stearns, Lehman Brothers, which then plunged the world into a, a, a big recession. They call it the Great Recession. And that, that lasted until now. And in many ways, we're not really out of it because the, the money they printed to keep to keep that keep us going then is still in circulation. As, you know, things haven't been sorted out. And now, now we're going through this again. Now, at that time, China was relatively debt-free and was there to sort of help out America and bail out, you might say. But who can bail out China now, when Western countries have already in, in problems themselves with the, with the, the lockdown, etc., they've already printed trillions of dollars and euros and, and, and pounds to, to save their own backsides. So how are they going to help China if China goes down and, and China won't be out there to help anybody else? And a credit crunch could be very bad news for the second world, second world's 
you know, largest economy, right, which is, which is China. Um, and, you know, because, because companies can't borrow uh, and they find it difficult to grow. And, and in some, some cases, they, they can't even continue operating. We've already heard that China's economy is slowing down, but, you know, it, it's a closed economy. And, and foreign investors have already started reducing their exposure. I think in the paper over the weekend, uh, how to avoid the Chinese burn. Um, you know, companies and, and fund managers like ARK uh, have already, Kathy Wood's ARK, have already started pulling money out of China, slowly selling off shares, reducing their exposure. We know the problem with Alipay and Alibaba. Um, we, we know there's problems there. And so, you know, and then the, the the Communist Party's aim of spreading more wealth amongst the poor people because they see all these billionaires and multi-billionaires getting rich, putting their money abroad. So they're trying to, to clamp down. And after all, they are a one-party state communist country. That's, you know, their aim is not to be a capitalist country, although they've become a capitalist country. But maybe the, 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 the party has sort of started to, you know, go back to their their, their main roots. And that, that's what's affecting some of these, these big businesses. They're breaking up companies like Alipay. And you know, that's not inspiring confidence in Western companies, Western investors to invest in, in China. I certainly wouldn't buy Chinese shares myself because it's, it's a bit of a rigged market. You don't even own the, the shares properly in China. You only own the right to own. And this government can just do what they, they want. And, you know, there is, but is it too big to fail? Uh, I, I remember years ago that uh, Rupert Murdoch's company owed so much money that the banks couldn't bring them down because they would go down with them. And, you know, it got to the point where, you know, if you owe a bit of money to the bank, maybe you'll lose sleep. But if you, if you owe billions to the bank, the bankers lose sleep. So is it too big to fail? Uh, because there could be a serious potential fallout for the whole of the economy if, it, if it's allowed to collapse. So, you know, some banks think that, uh, rather than risk disrupting supply chains and, and uh, enraging homeowners, the government will bail out uh, Evergrande's core businesses and hope that it will survive, or maybe some sort of restructure. Others are not sure. Others feel that there's there's chat on, on WeChat at the moment that, um, you know, if it was bailed out, it's encouraging then companies to to, to live above their means. And, um, you know, it, it's not it's not what they want to, to be shown to be doing. Uh, but probably they're going to have to do something. I don't think they can really let them go down. And th this this also reigns in with China's reign to, to, to aim to, to rein in corporate debt. And and that you know then why would they want to bail out a high profile company like this if they're if they're bringing in uh, they're trying to rein in corporate debt? So we, we shall have to see. But it's a closed society. We don't know how deep the crisis goes. Uh, China. Has, has got itself into a, um, a a big problem here. You know, in, in 2008, they didn't have much debt, but now it seems that they've used debt to, to fuel a massive national and international expansion over the last few years. We've seen new cities and bridges and, you know, quite frankly, vanity projects spring up all over China. We keep seeing these YouTube videos of these these projects going all up all over China. You know, they're building cities faster than... You know, we build a, a, a minor road in, in the UK and, uh, you know, while we just repair a, um, a, a pipe leak in a road, they built a new tower block or a new city. Obviously, they don't have the problems with planning permission there because uh, they can just tell you, move out, we're building a city in your town. 
But it, it, I've also read that there's some of these places have become ghost and they're demolishing big buildings. Now, we don't know the whole truth behind this, but I expect there's some truth. But China has also spread its tentacles out to Asia, to, to Africa, where they've, they've sort of bought some nations almost and, and they, they want to secure their minerals and, and the stuff that's in their ground in Africa. They want to try and uh, secure that. So they, they've lent money to African nations and when they can't pay them back, they'll take over some of their assets. They're also heavily involved in, in the Philippines as well. Uh, and I think, you know, they've got, they're certainly close in with the government there They've taken over islands and built islands in the Pacific. They've expanded their their navy, their army massively, and then we know about this America and Australia pact to try and and, and UK involved uh, a UK US to try and combat the, the spread of China in in the, the Southeast Asian region. And we we know that some people in Australia are worried about this, so they formed this pact. America is going to. Uh, sell submarines to, to Australia with, with British technology involved and the French are not happy about it. They've pulled their ambassador from America and Australia and they've, they've called England, I think something like the, the Britain, the, the lap dogs of America or, or we're just a, a puppet state of America, which is a bit sour grapes on, on the French's part because we were not involved in their contract, right? They, we weren't going to get a piece of that. So why would we not go in, in with America when Britain is getting a piece of the action. We, we weren't getting that with, with France, and France were not doing us any favours in their deal with Australia. So it's just a, it's a business deal. If French, if French want to moan about it, well, you know, good luck to them. I, I'm not particularly sorry for them, but that it's Australia that's reneged on the deal, not uh, the UK. Um, so, so that's going on in, in the background as well. And that's because China is expanding fast. They're, they're not just happy to become a, a, an economic superpower. They want to be a superpower uh, globally as well. So this is this has led to, to real worries. And so we don't know really what's going on inside there in, in this closed society. Uh, they, they have a, a clamp on the media there. Google and, and, and other apps are, are not allowed there. So it, it's very difficult to know what's going on. One thing we do know is that Chinese citizens have been heavy property investors in, in cities all over the world. And they've been pushing up real estate prices into to bubble situations like Sydney, Australia, Auckland, New Zealand, Vancouver, Manila, where they're just buying up properties like crazy, or they have been. Um, they're not even allowed to own entire blocks, but they just buy half a block and, and they buy half another block. Uh, and and they're, they're, they're expanding into online gaming in the Philippines. They're putting billions in there. And if they start pulling out, I don't know what happened to these markets. Also, London, Chinese buyers have pushed up prices beyond the reach of locals. So if they start pulling back, what will happen to those markets around the world? There's an old saying that if America sneezes, the rest of the world catches a cold. And this could apply to, to China now as the second largest economy. Because, you know, if 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 they go into recession, they will stop buying goods from, from Western Europe, they'll stop buying German cars and, and British consultancy, luxury goods, all these things will be affected. And so, you know, the, the world is not going to get away with this. And also they supply a lot to the world 
as well. So uh, who knows what will happen? Shares in, in markets in Asia, America and London are falling today, not hugely amount by huge amounts, but three, four, five percent in some cases, as the shockwaves of potential financial disaster reverberate around the world. And as I've said in Money Tips quite quite a lot recently, only takes an event like this to trigger and and, and burst this bubble and then you know pulls this comfortable rug of of confidence from the market and you know once that happens it can trigger a collapse in share prices bond prices and property prices through no fault of ours or no fault of america suddenly you know the markets can just go down markets are, are, can be quite illogical like this you have the same companies the same shares the same businesses but suddenly the market loses confidence and it can all collapse we know that the stock markets are an, an all-time high they've been going up and up and up and it's due for a correction Perhaps this will be the trigger. Perhaps this will be the, the straw that breaks the camel's back. Who knows? But I know that if China goes down, the rest of the world is going down with it. And this could be the start of a recession. So you've got to prepare for this. You know, you, you've got to uh, make, make sure that your financial house is in order, uh, that you're not too indebted. And I think the key to uh, building and keeping wealth is financial education. We know we can study the, the habits of millionaires and billionaires. We know exactly what they do. We know exactly how they survive. And I, I want you to have a look at some free training that I've put on, on offer so that you, you can also learn how to become you know, financial free, how to, to make money and keep money. And have a look at that free training. It, it's totally free. You can go on there right now, uh, click on the link, and I, I I'll show you how you, become, you can become financial free and stay financially free. And, and survive any crisis because it's not what's going on in in the world economy that matters it's what's going on in your own economy that matters more than what's going on in the wider world but you still have to be aware of what's going on in the world and 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 events like like this uh, so i also said last week that you you might want to look at your portfolios and get out of of high exposure to the stock market and shares uh, when i say portfolios it could be your pension scheme it could be what's in your ISAs, your stock market ISAs. Maybe you're not directly investing in shares, but you do so through a fund, a unit trust, a mutual fund, an investment trust. So maybe you want to have a look at those and, and protect yourself against a potential downfall. Now, if I'm wrong, you might lose out on a bit of growth that takes place between now and the next six months. But if I'm right, I could save you from losing actual capital, losing money. There's a difference between losing money that you've actually got. So if you're portfolio is worth £100,000 and it goes down by 30%, you've lost £30,000. But if, if, if I was wrong and, and, and you, you sold shares and then the market went up by you know 5% in the next six months, yeah, you've lost £5,000 of potential growth, but you haven't lost your capital. And that's, that's the big difference. So have a word with your financial advisor. I'm not your financial advisor. I'm not telling you what to do and what to sell and what to buy. You need to talk to your own advisors about this. I'm just saying, look at what's happening in the market. Open your eyes, see for yourself, do your own research and then make your decisions. But in the meantime, if you want to see my free training, click on the link below and, and I'll see you there. Thanks for listening and have a, have a great day wherever you are and stay safe.